All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard. Just got done on the uh, Broken Crown podcast with Aiden Paladin and Spoon. You can check that episode out in the archive. And uh, we're going to start here tonight with uh, a bunch of polls. We have uh, uh, Trump up double digits over Biden in Ohio. Former President Trump has a double-digit lead over the pedophile-in-chief in a hypothetical head-to-head general election matchup in Ohio. The poll, published Thursday morning, finds that 47% of the 1,844 registered voter respondents would back Trump in a rematch of the 2020 election. He sits 11 points ahead of Biden, which garners uh, 36%, 9% would back someone else, and 9% would be undecided in a two-way race. This is minimal change in the margin between Trump and Biden compared to November's Emerson poll. Uh, Trump carried Ohio in both the last election and against uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, as efforts are underway in states around the country to use the 14th Amendment to remove Trump from the ballot, the poll asks respondents, which comes closer to your, your view, Trump should be on the ballot or we should leave the decision to the court. More than half of the participants believe Trump should be on the ballot. 37%, excuse me, 37% says the matter should be left to the courts and 12% do not have an opinion. Uh, and then we have the next one here. Uh, Biden leads Trump among women. Independent uh, voters in the latest Quinnipiac poll, a poll published on Wednesday, has found that Joe Biden is six points ahead of Trump among registered voters with female voters and independents driving his lead. I can buy the uh, female one. The independents, I'm not sure if I buy that. Uh, It was registered voters uh, that found Biden leading Trump 50 to 44. The six-point lead is up from the last time the poll was conducted in December, where Biden led Trump by just one point. And now we have this about Minnesota from John Nolte from Breitbart. Donald Trump puts Minnesota in play. Statistical tie with Hunter's dad. Former President Trump is in a statistical tie with his fraudulency, Joe Biden in Minnesota, the only state Reagan lost in his 84 re-election campaign. A survey USA poll found 1,594 likely voters has Biden earning just 42% support compared to Trump's 39%. Other 9% and undecided 10% make up the rest of the field. What's interesting is that it is Biden who is singularly unpopular. Among the same group of voters, U.S. Senator Salad Comb leads a generic Republican opponent by 16 points. The poll was taken between January 24th and 29th. In an exclusive interview with Breitbart, Donald Trump said he intended to campaign in a way that would expand the Republican map. That's a good idea. He says, one of the other things I'm going to do, and I may be foolish in doing it, is I'm going to make a heavy play for New York, Jersey, uh, Virginia, New Mexico, and others. That's a great idea. Minnesota as well. Absolutely. Go hard. This is the time to go hard. No Republican candidate has won Minnesota since Richard Nixon. In 2020, Biden won allegedly Minnesota by 7.2 points. In 2016, Hillary Clinton barely won Minnesota by one and a half points. There's no question that that with the right message and timing, Minnesota is in play. Since 2020, things have only gotten worse in the country, especially in blue states like Minnesota. The twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are dealing with urban blight unseen since the 70s, a direct result of failed policies. 
the internals of the Survey USA poll are fascinating. Among 18 to 34 year olds, Trump leads Hunter's dad by seven points. Um, this is not the first poll showing uh, Trump doing well with younger voters. My guess is that when the future belongs to you, and you see Biden deliberately destroying that future with his gender insanity, invasion of illegal aliens, and soul-crushing housing, food, and energy costs, Trump's mean tweets don't look so bad. I wonder, too, if this is not some sort of cultural backlash like we experienced in the 70s, a very healthy backlash against the self-important 60s, the pompous self serious, stuffy, and all-around hideous, woke, DEI, racialist, activist era we've all suffered through since about 2015 is very reminiscent of the 60s. Other than the religious, excuse me, other than the civil rights movement, the 60s were a joke. <clears throat> keep reading, uh, uh, John, keep reading. Keep reading. <clears throat> you're, you're almost there. Just like today, it was all about a mob of spoiled and entitled young people having a nationwide tantrum to get their way. It was also grim, smug, and humorless. Everything mattered, and what mattered most was those prigs who believed everything mattered. It was an era of joyless narcissism. But look at what happened next. The uptight 60s gave way to the go-go 70s. Studio 54, Disco, Cocaine, Animal House, Mel Brooks, Charlie's Angels, The Bad News Bears, Led Zeppelin, Blondie, and Queen. Basically, the younger brothers and sisters of all those self-important hippies rebelled against that self-importance and decided to have themselves a good time until 9-11 arrived. America was free, fun, relaxed, and cool as it had ever been. Maybe today's young people are waking up in the same way. Some of these, I, I you know, I would love a rebirth of uh, offensive movies, uh, offensive comedians. The uh, cocaine and all that shit, that, that can go, but... Uh, very offensive entertainment. I would like to see a resurgence in that. Um, but the uh, degeneracy, we've had enough of that. There's just it's so much of it. It's just, it's too much. I don't mind a little bit, but I'm talking about like normie degeneracy, not the total shit show that we're seeing right now. Um, but he's making a good point. I hope he's right. For their sake, I hope so. Me, I couldn't care less. The future no longer belongs to me. I'll be 58 years old in March. I live here, so all I care about now is protecting my retirement savings, Social Security, and Medicare. You idiots want to destroy your own future. Knock yourselves out. My future is built and well, well insulated. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right. Uh, all right. Ask Willis. Ask Willis fired a whistleblower who warned her about mishandling federal funds. This is really hilarious. This is really hilarious when you have a 50 IQ uh, uh, person who is um, corrupt. You know, it's one thing if you're like a dummy, but you're like obedient to the rules. <laughs> this one, they don't care. And now here's the, the problem. They're probably not going to be held accountable. And I think that's why they all did this. They were like, no one's going to hold us accountable. We're Democrats and we're black. We're black uh, uh, liberals. They're not gonna. What are you kidding me? You're protected. You're you're protect, protected by the red, black, and green. <laughs> Embattled Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis fired an employee who warned her. We got a whistleblower being fired by Ass. Warned her about mishandling federal funds. The Washington Free Beacon on Wednesday reported in 2021, less than a year into her tenure, Ass met with an employee in her office named Amanda Timpson, who told her that she had been demoted after attempting to stop uh, a top Ass campaign aide 
from misusing federal grant money meant for a youth gang prevention initiative. Uh, by the way, ass and the guy that she's making fucker for money uh, and trips, uh, they've been subpoenaed. So that's interesting. Timpson told Ass that the aide, Michael Cuffey, who was also Tillis's direct manager, had planned to use part of the 488000 federal grant, which was earmarked for the creation of a center of youth empowerment and gang prevention, to pay for swag, computers, and travel, according to the outlet, which also obtained an audio recording of the conversation. Oh, look how the Democrats are helping black people. The money that was supposed to go to black communities for gang prevention, uh, they were just buying shit for themselves with it. Oh, how how virtuous. So <clears throat> black people, look at the multifaceted help. By the way, I'm not arguing that Republicans are going to help you. Okay, you don't need my help, okay? Well, how am I going to help you? What the hell am I going to do? I got my own problems, okay? You you don't need my help. I, I don't need your help. Now, look, if, if I'm friends with someone and they need help moving, I'm going to do that. But it's not because they're black. But anyway... But just look, look at this. <laughs> you not only have um, the white liberals and their virtue signaling, okay, which does literally nothing but make them feel better. They go to sleep at night knowing that they're one of the good whites. And then on top of this, you have people in office in positions of power that are just taking money that are supposed to go to uh, things that are supposed to help the inner city. That's Democrats right there. Uh, I've said it before. Look, like if you voted, first of all, none of no, I doubt any black Democrats are listening to this. But if you are, that that's fine. You never know. I'm not saying vote for Republicans. If you did, great, that, that's fine. If you like Trump, that's fantastic. But all I'm saying is, both of these fucking groups are total bullshit, and they're not going to help you. So just don't fall for the lie, and then do whatever you want with that. You know. Just understand the Democrats are lying. The Republicans are not much better. The Republicans hold our heads still while the Democrats sharpen their swords right before they cut our heads off. And the Republicans give speeches. Ted Cruz will give a good speech. He'll say, oh, this is outrageous. You're cutting this man's head off. But he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Uh, but the Democrats don't do anything either. I think the difference is the Democrats pretend that they're doing a lot for black people and that black people owe them their vote because of all the things they've done for the black community. All they've done is dismantle the black community. Now, some of it falls on the people inside the black community too. I'm not arguing that it's only them, but I would say that some of the policies that they've passed have been very uh, destructive. So there you go. So anyway, just, just know they're lying and what you do with that, that's up to you. Just know that they're lying. That's all. Timpson reportedly told Willis, excuse me, ass in November 19th, 2021, he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. I kept telling him we can't do that. He told everybody, we're going to get MacBooks, we're going to get swag, we're going to use it for travel. I said, you can't do that. It's a very specific grant. Ass reportedly responded, I respect that that is your assessment, and I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. Ass apologized to Timpson and said Cuffey had failed her administration, according to the report. Yet, less than two months later, Ass abruptly fired Timpson and had her escorted out of the building. You know what? This uh, Let's play this, because this reminded me... I, it's, I, I can't believe that this shit... I don't mind that this shit follows me. Uh, I like what I do. I just can't believe it. Like I can't believe it. This conversation reminded me, and if you're an XJW, tell me if, if you agree with this. 
This conversation we're about to listen to reminded me of when JWs who are earnest see bad things happening in the congregation and try to talk to an elder about it. It's the same thing. Eventually, you're, you're going to be told most times to keep your mouth shut. And if you don't, you get in trouble. You're the problem. You're complaining about wrongdoing, but you're the problem. It's so fascinating. And then you get in trouble. Let me go to the uh, speakers here. Let's have a listen. I don't think it's too long. How long is this? Two minutes. Sentence. What is the sentence thing? Once I told him about his respectfully and in an email about his lack of leadership and the fact that he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that. And questioning stuff, he would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody in front of Crystal, Deontay, everybody, we're going to get MacBooks, we're going to do that, we're going to get swag, we're going to use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned Junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the, the, um, the county, all this took me off junior DA. I did not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him because so, I knew for a fact, Mr. Cuffey- This is exactly what happens in the Jehovah's Witnesses. Not every time. Look, there's some Jehovah's Witnesses congregations where if you go to the elders with a problem, it really depends on who you have a problem with. If you have a problem with a person who's not an elder's son or daughter, who's not up in the hierarchy at all, you might get, you know, they might try to fix the problem. But if it's against the wrong person, like in this instance, whoever this motherfucker is, is protected by Ass Willis. And so uh, you're the problem because you complained. And what she thinks is this girl, who uh, Amanda, she thinks she's doing the right thing. And, and it's very interesting. This is a very naive person who thinks, hey, you're not allowed to do this. Oh, what should I do? I guess I should tell ass, and then she gets fired. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's uh, it's very fascinating. The the parallels, it's incredible. Respectfully, did not know what he was doing. Period. So, so I, I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffy were not getting along, and I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. I want you to really listen to the words I'm saying. Puffy, and this is my personal opinion to one woman to another, is dangerous to your administration. He tells people, when I reached out to you, he told me, oh, um, you think your word is safe? Um, exactly when you reached out to Miss uh, Willis, she called me and told me, she tell me everything. So once you reach out to her, she's going to reach up back out to me. So I didn't even go to HR okay, and I he put Dexter's something. name on my PDP and I didn't even feel safe going to anybody. Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. I have three supervisors that have failed in this building. What's interesting to me, because I'm in a learning curve too, they each pretend to have a relationship with me that they do not have. Mm -hmm. I guess that's an intimidation tactic. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you felt that way, but you, Dexter certainly don't have no relationship with uh, right. Michael Cuffey. You were safe to go those places. And then magically, two months later, she gets fired. Amazing. Timpson filed a uh, whistleblower complaint the next year alleging wrongful termination. Ass's office issued a statement 
that called Timpson a holdover from the prior administration who was fired due to her failure to meet the standards of the new administration. Right, you have to cover up for asses people when they're buying laptops and swag. Timpson told the outlet that even though she told Cuffey that his plan to spend the earmarked funds on other things, Cuffey had claimed the purchases were part of asses vision. I'm sure they were. Noticing a pattern here, everyone. Do you notice a pattern? <laughs> it's just, I really wish that uh, they would be held accountable. Look, it's possible they're held accountable. You know, it's not outside the realm of possibility that the optics here suck and they make a move and they get rid of someone. It'll probably be the guy. They'll probably keep ass on board. Yeah, I've seen some uh, clips uh, from, from the media talking about this. They're going around and they're doing damage control for ass Willis, but not for the other guy. Well, actually, that's not true. a little bit for the other guy. They're like, oh, he was a very talented judge. Yeah, I'm sure he's real talented. Um, so we'll see, but they might, they might take someone out just for optics. Although I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, outrageous, um, uh, ridiculous, uh, corruption. And <laughs> frankly, I mean, this is, is this not where, as, 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 as far as materially what you have evidence for, okay, what you have evidence for. What they have on Donald Trump is made up shit like, oh, he encouraged people to watch uh, a hearing. That's the furtherance of a crime. This is worse than that. <laughs> it's just like unbelievable. Anyway, we'll see. By the way, speaking of, of um, evidence, uh, Saturday uh, on the stream, and then I release it as a standalone video, but the second whiteboard video is almost done. It's on the, uh, what tactic did we do it on? Holy shit. It was the, um, uh, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. That's the tactic that won. Uh, if I shit a dog, that's that came in second. So I'll do that next time. So if I shit a dog, I was rooting for if I shit a dog um, because that's going to look funny on the board in my opinion. And I'll, I'll try to get that. I'll print out the picture of the dog from the shirt and I'll put it up there. <laughs> People are going to be like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? It's hilarious. Anyway, so, because, you know, sometimes the videos hit, like the last whiteboard video that I put on Twitter, you know when you've hit the algorithm a little bit, it only hit it a little bit, but it did hit it when um, you get leftists in there uh, talking shit and, uh, or like enforcing the media narrative. And so I'd love to see their reaction with the I shit a dog tactic. That will be hilarious anyway so we'll play it saturday and uh, then it'll be released as a standalone video the first video is available on bitshoot uh it is on twitter but twitter has to come up with a way to search shit quickly because it just gets buried bitshoot actually bitshoot also needs to do that but it, it shouldn't be that far down on bitshoot by the way bitshoot has released pay shoot we'll get into that and and my understanding that it's possible my impression of, of Ray Vahi when it comes to live streaming is he is, his philosophy is do it and do it right, even if it takes long. So that's, that's my impression of this. So it's possible that it might not be this month, but from what I understand, it's, it, it, it's possible that there might be some sort of beta uh, this month. So we'll see. Uh, whenever it is, is fine for live streaming. That would be insane. Pay shoot's been released. So that's good. And I'll have to look at it further, but I wanted to see how they do payouts. Uh, 
Now, I don't care. Like, for example, Rumble does payouts on um, PayPal. That's fine, but you really need to have, like, uh, wire transfer options because people can lose their PayPal accounts over. But anyway, I'll, 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 there's an article about it. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, back to this obvious corruption with Ass Willis. Um, Cuffey denied the allegations to the Washington Free Beacon, uh, saying that he was proposing to pull money from a different fund for the purchases. <laughs> That's a horrible argument. You're not allowed to buy swag. Under what circumstances are you allowed to use money like this for swag? The fuck are you talking? That doesn't help you. That doesn't help you. He accused Thompson of a money grab. That does Okay. This is just a money grab. She can do what she needs to do. The outlet said Cuffey left Ass's office uh, the next month for personal reasons. Uh, however, Timpson had concerns about Ass even before the November 2021 meeting. Timpson, who was the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, uh, director of gang prevention and intervention, said in July 2021, she had discovered that seven out of state students were participating in Ass's Junior District Attorney Program, a federally funded program for middle schoolers from Atlanta and Fulton County. By the way, what are these programs like? Are these programs pure aids? So look, people sometimes grow up in very hostile environments. I imagine it fucking sucks uh, living, having to grow up and go to school in bad neighborhoods. I imagine it's much like living near a no-go zone in Sweden. Okay, that's fucking terrible. You know, they're out there, they got migrants fucking with the natives. Here, you, you got uh, fucking animals on the street trying to get you to deal drugs at 10 years old. That shit does happen. Now, I reject the argument that I, I had anything to do with it. Um, and, uh, oh, it's white people's fault. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. But that does happen. So certainly that is not an environment anyone wants to grow up in. So I understand that. So if people say, hey, we're going to take some of this money and have a program to prevent this kind of shit. Okay. But <laughs> what do they really do? Are they teaching these kids like AIDS commie bullshit? They probably are. So you're this kid on the street. You're 10 years old. Everything is fucked around you. And then the only people trying to help you are AIDS commies and their bullshit. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not, that's no good. That's You know, the people that actually help people are these independent guys, like the lawnmower guy. And uh, and uh, who's that guy in Georgia? I forget his name. Um, he I, he just like helps kids in his neighborhood. It's like, whatever, you help kids in your neighborhood, I have no problem with that. Yeah, he's the guy, he went on, uh, who's that fucking asshole? That black dude, ridiculous. What the hell's that guy's name? Fat black asshole. Sometimes wears African garb like a clown. Um, what the hell is his name? Any do you, any of you remember that guy's name? I, I think you know the story. Anyway, he's this corporate media whore, this guy. And he had on this, this guy who was like helping the community. And he was supposed to talk about what he does in the community, whatever they do. I forget what they have him do, work on cars or, or whatever. But, you know, that's something that could appeal to a kid, not AIDS commie bullshit. You say to a kid, hey, you want to work on cars? They might go, yeah, that, that sounds fun. Uh, uh, but you, you want to learn about AIDS commie bullshit and trannies? Probably not. Roland Martin. The name of the asshole is Roland Martin. Okay, thank you, Jen. Anyway, so they have Roland Martin has this guy on, and then he starts talking to him about like a media narrative related to some bill in Georgia. Remember the stupid media narrative about how Republicans were trying to stop black people from voting and they wouldn't give him any food. Remember that fucking retarded bullshit. Anyway, this guy was like, 
I don't really know anything about that. He's like, I can't really tell. He's like, I, I just don't know about that. He's like, I, I know about what I'm doing. And Roland Martin went off on this guy. Came off like such an asshole. It just shows you the true nature of these people. They don't give a fuck about any of this. Democrats use black people as human shields, just like they use homosexuals and everyone else. And uh, like I said, I don't have a message for black people at all. Just know what they're doing. That's all. Then do whatever you're going to do. But fuck these people. They're disgraceful and evil. And it's possible that, like, you might get an awakening. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how much of an awakening. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing videos a couple times a week as they put the migrants in um, schools and all these different places. The people that live in these neighborhoods are like, hey, we don't want, what are you doing? These are our kids. Our kids are supposed to go in there. Now they can't go to school. Now they can't play basketball. And uh, yeah. Yeah, this is what they think of you. They they hate you and they want to kill you just like they want to kill us. It's the same thing. Anyway, I have no fantasies of a populist uprising where everyone unites against the government. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd take it. I'd take it. I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> but I don't even think we need that to happen. We just need people to know what the score is. Don't fucking vote for these people. That's it. Okay? If you decide not to vote, fine. You can vote for someone else. Write in someone. Write in the guy that's helping people in your neighborhood. Do whatever. But just know, these people are fucking bullshit. Anyway, Thompson raised the issue with ass on February, or excuse me, in July 26, 2021, but said ass did not want to hear about it. I wanted to make sure she knew because I didn't want any scandal to be related to her. She immediately cut me off in the middle of my sentence and demoted me from the director of juvenile diversion to a file clerk. Reminds me of uh, some experiences didn't happen to me, uh, but of people that I knew who got, then this is all stupid stuff, you know, but people took it real serious. I got demoted from working at the magazine counter for, over something similar, not related to funds, but just, you know, seeing behavior from elders, sons in particular, that was against the rules, against the Bible, and simply did what he was supposed to do. You talk to the elders, and he was demoted from all his what they called privileges. And now he's not allowed to serve at the magazine calendar. You know, this is the thing. Like, it's silly. But in, in the mind of a Jehovah's Witness, uh, especially like a young man in this instance, this was like, I don't know, the 90s. You think you're serving God by passing out literature at the at the counter. Like you you, you believe you're helping the congregation. You like take it serious. You feel very spiritual. You're like, oh, I'm really helping God. So to have that taken away from you, and you're, it really mind fucks people. It's actually one of the things that wakes people up. This guy didn't get woken up, but, I, but it's happened. People, they get mistreated. They see the rules not apply, and it does something. And then, and then the emotions of going through that makes them go, okay, what's going on here, really? And then they, they wake up. So I'm hoping that that kind of happens, even though it's not a religious cult. It's very similar. I hope that happens in these inner cities with the Democrats when people realize, when they see migrants taking over their neighborhoods that they don't want there. And they realize, oh, yeah, they hate us too. Yeah, they, they hate you too. <clears throat> Again, we don't have to like each other. I don't care. If we like each other, great. If we don't, who cares? If you, know, you like some people, you don't like some people. You might think I have a smart mouth. You might not like the words I use. That's fine. Just know who the enemy is. We're not the enemies uh, uh, of each other, okay? We're not fucking with each other. They are the enemy, 100%. So um, the, the, the Democrats, the government, whatever you want to call it. 
And um, but I think more and more people are waking up to that, which is good. We'll see what happens. They're probably going to just try to kill us all. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But, uh, you know, you could argue they already tried with the vaccine. Anyway, the free beacon confirmed the grant in question was not meant to be spent on computers or other items. And then the Fulton County Center for Youth Empowerment. I mean, what are they? How are they empowering the youth? Are they trying to, like, convert them in the trainees? I wonder. Willis fired Thompson on January 14th, 2022, and had her escorted out of the building. Timpson said, I'm 4'11 on my best day. Who is so scared of me that you have to walk me out of the building? Oh, it's a humiliation ritual. They're trying to humiliate you. Um, I've never had a warning about any negative behavior that would warrant some someone feeling threatened by me. In August 2022, she filed a whistleblower complaint in Fulton County Superior Court seeking damages for lost wages. She should probably have security. These people are crazy. They'll fucking kill you. They don't care. The case is currently in discovery. County uh, spending records showing show that after firing Thompson, Ass's office in November of 22 used $1,245 of federal funds from the gang prevention grant to purchase items from Dell. According to other Fulton County records, Ass dipped into federal grants to purchase computers and finance travel on other occasions. <laughs> Ass did the very thing that this whistleblower was warning about. In 2020, her office used 13000 from a $2 million grant from the Sexual Assault Kit Initiative to help clear the Atlanta Department's rape kit backlog to purchase computers. Oh, so fuck them, fuck them women. Fuck the women that have been raped. We're going to buy us some computers. And then spent 27000 on airfare, hotels, and car rentals. Ass's office reportedly purchased computers using grants from the Georgia Innocence Project, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd hate crime programs, and federal funds appropriated under the Violence Against Women Act. Ah, yes, the Matthew Shepard hate crime. <laughs> yes, uh, you will not be surprised to learn that, too, totally made up. Timpson had filed a libel and defamation suit against Willis and plans to file a similar suit against the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in the near future. Timpson claims comes as Willis is facing allegations that she hired her alleged lover, Nathan Wade, excuse me, S, her name is S, to work on the election interference case involving Trump and paid him a lavish salary consistent with her behavior, despite him not having the requisite prosecutorial experience for the case. In addition, there are allegations and bank records that show that Wade, who filed for divorce the day after S hired him, took S on exotic vacations, raising the prospect that Georgia taxpayers paying for Wade's salary are funding vacations for S, and also the prospect that S is personally benefiting from a case she's prosecuting, which could lead to her recusal from the case. All of this, of course, is defended by the Democrats and the media, because they're horrible and evil. Timpson said her case and the allegations with Wade are very similar and demonstrate a pattern with S. My case and Nathan Wade's case are very similar when you break them down point by point. Ethical violations, abuse of power, and the misuse of county, state, and federal funds. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't expect anything, really, because these people uh, are above the law, it seems, but we'll have to see. All right, let's talk about the, the current gay op that, strangely, and it's possible they just haven't uploaded them yet, but I've seen print of the narrative that this is a MAGA guy, which is he's not a MAGA guy. This is a, a clearly a gay up. The murder might have actually happened. I'm not clear on that. By the way, totally reasonable to question that. 
100% reasonable. You know, it's a, it's a weird thing happening right now. There's certain subjects that come up where I'm seeing conservative ink people and some halfway decent commentators who are acting like it's ridiculous, insane for you to think that maybe this guy was holding a fake head in a bag. Or it's insane for you to think that Taylor Swift could be involved in a PSYOP. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because you could certainly say, well, we don't have direct evidence right now that Taylor Swift is involved in a PSYOP. Okay, I accept that. But I, I don't accept the argument that it's insane to think that she is when you have, remember the video, Mike Benz uh, on Twitter, Mike Benz Cyber, he, he went over this. He's a fantastic follow on Twitter. He went over a video. There was this conference and this NATO propagandist woman was talking about PSYOPs and the PSYOPs, the types of PSYOPs they use on citizens. And she gave some examples of PSYOPs that could be used against American citizens. And one of the examples she gave involved Taylor Swift and her promoting the regime narratives that they want. So on the one hand, it is fine to argue that we have yet to seen, seen direct evidence that Taylor Swift is involved in a PSYOP. Now, I think it's absolutely a fucking PSYOP. I think the coordinated media narrative proves that. But I will fully admit that's circumstantial evidence and not direct evidence. Fine. No problem there. But it's unreasonable, in my opinion, to act like it's insane to think this. Uh, are they not? Maybe they're not aware of the video. That's, that's okay. You know, if you're not aware of the video, no problem. You should, But you should watch it. Uh, Mike Benz, we can watch it at some point. No problem. But... Um, it's just a weird thing. Or, or yeah, if you, could some conservative ink people are coming out and they're like, stop criticizing Taylor Swift. What are you doing? What, what's going on? What is this, a uniparty narrative? Who fuck you can, you can You can criticize whoever you want to. Oh, you look crazy criticizing Taylor Swift. I don't even think Taylor Swift can get out that many people to vote, quite frankly. So I don't really think this is... Uh, or they're like, oh, what do you think? The NFL is rigging... What do you mean? The NFL has rigged games before. The NBA has rigged games before. And I say that as a person. I really enjoyed sports in the past. There are clearly games in which the, the refs ha have it in for one team. That happens all the time. In the NBA, uh, it, it was uncovered that, they, that uh, you had a referee, Tim Donaghy, that was fixing games with other referees. Uh, because of sports betting and involving the mob and all that shit, that shit absolutely happens. So, again, the argument that we don't have direct evidence that it's happening here, sure, although uh, I've seen a breakdown of the Ravens-Chiefs game where I would argue that I think it's pretty obvious that it was rigged, but fine. That, but that argument I don't have a problem with because you're, you're, you're right, okay? You're, you're technically right, no problem. But I just I find it very suspicious when people are like, you're crazy. That's so crazy to think of that. Why, why are you using propaganda tactics on this? That doesn't seem organic. I don't know. And they're all coming out in unison. Isn't that weird? It's kind of weird. Anyway, we'll see. Same thing that Matt Walsh did about the moon landing. Now, I've said before, I'm 50-50 on the moon landing. I think it's an interesting discussion. Matt Walsh comes out with a video using propaganda tactics. And, and I've said this before. It's really, it doesn't help your side to use propaganda tactics. Now, I've seen people not use propaganda tactics and make a defense of the moon landing being real. 
So credit to them. Some of those people are in the audience, and that's good. They make arguments. They don't use any of the tactics, and then it's not, and the arguments aren't bad. You know, the reflectors or whatever. I think that's possible. I think the reflectors is a is a solid argument. Uh, you know, I, I I'm still not I'm still fifty fifty, but uh, being like, oh, this has been debunked, and so many people would have to be in on the conspiracy. You mean like with COVID and the vaccine? What the fuck did we just see over the past few years? You act like you're making David Pakman ar arguments now? It's a David Pakman argument. Anyway, Matt Walsh is usually pretty good, but uh, it's weird when the Daily Wire gatekeeper guys come out with these, uh, what are you, a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, don't do that. There's no need for that. It is totally acceptable to question anything. Anything. You're, you should be allowed to question anything. Yes, including the Holocaust. You should be allowed to question and ask questions. Anyone attacking you for asking questions is probably lying to you or has an agenda. Anyway, this is the gay op. Man posts a video on YouTube of father's head after decapitation, charged with murder. A 32-year-old man was arrested in Pennsylvania on Tuesday night after he allegedly posted a video on YouTube showing his father's decapitated head and calling for the assassination of multiple federal officials. He posted a 14-minute video on YouTube, which was eventually removed. Yeah, after six hours, they wanted it out there. Uh, he called federal employees a traitor to the country. They charged the suspect with first-degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and possession of an instrument of crime with intent. The suspect ranted about politics for the duration of the video and appeared to be suffering from some kind of psychotic or psychiatric condition as he claimed that he is now the acting president of the United States and he had a powerful militia at his disposal. By the way, just in time, they're trying to ban militias. Just in time, we have a militia narrative as they're trying to ban militias. And that he would become, he would have become the president in 2020, but the FBI stopped him. By the way, you will be unsurprised to know that he was known by the FBI. It's clear what's going on with some of these instances. So, the FBI has a couple ways that they go about things. One of the ways is they make up fake terror plots and they get mentally ill people and, and down and out people and they try to coerce them into buying up uh, something for the terrorist plot from like an undercover agent. Okay, And then they say they foiled a terrorist plot. The other thing they do is that they, they um, don't stop shootings that they clearly could stop or murders, or, or they don't take people off the streets that they could. The warning signs are there, the threshold has been met, but they, they let them stay out. There was a tranny recently where that happened with the uh, Buffalo shooters, an example of this. This guy's an example. They, they want the attack to happen for narrative purposes, so they're happy to sacrifice people in order to uh, promote the narrative, and that, they got their narrative here. Uh, the suspect called for federal employees to be killed, captured, or tortured for information so that he could expose secret networks of traitors that have inf infiltrated the government. He asked that Josh Shapiro not be harmed and that Joe Biden be captured and brought to him in Pennsylvania. He asked that top Biden officials, including Lloyd Austin, join his revolution. He later issued a $1 million bounty on FBI Director Christopher Wray, Merrick Garland, Bill Barr, and John Roberts. He asked that the U.S. Postal Service break away from the federal government and fight in his revolution against the government. He claimed that former Democrat and Republican presidential candidates sacrificed their campaigns for him, and political people saw him as the best candidate for president and believed that he was the Messiah. I swore I read, and maybe I'll, I'll don't put this as confirmed, I swore I read that he said he wanted to jail Trump.
Anyway, regardless, they're claiming he's a MAGA terrorist. We have a MAGA terrorist. Now, I was expecting them to go on location and use this as a hair-on-fire narrative to censor the internet and shut down the entire Trump movement. So far, there's a little bit of that in the print media. There's a decent amount of print media on this, but video-wise, maybe they haven't uploaded their videos yet. It's possible. But so far, I think I've only seen David Pakman cover this. Uh, maybe TYT covers it tonight. Maybe they covered it last night and they're uploading it and I just haven't seen it yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'd be very surprised if they didn't use this. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's a weird, weird time right now. Um, so th this bill, again, anyone involved in this bill should also be deported. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is selling me on the idea of deporting uh, uh, citizens. I never thought I would be for that, but you know what, Ron, you're selling me. He wants to deport uh, Omar, okay? Well, how about we deport Mike Johnson if he goes along with this? How about any Republic Republican that goes along with this bill, we deport them too? How about that? I don't know. Is that unreasonable? Maybe that's unreasonable. I've had enough, though. That's the thing. I've had enough. Maybe you haven't had enough, and maybe the people who haven't had enough are the ones with the better ideas. It's very possible. I'm just saying I've had enough. Anyway, Johnson sets vote on tax bill conservatives call a Trojan horse to expand welfare for illegal aliens. Utterly disgraceful. Mike Johnson is rushing through a tax bill unveiled days ago over significant policy objections from both conservative and centrist factions of the Republican Party. Conservatives have spoken out against the provision in the bill that they see as handouts to illegal immigrants, particularly an expansion of the child tax credit without language requiring the parent to have a social security number. They argue the expansion would serve as an additional powerful migration pull even as migrants' encounters at the borders reach record highs. The tax credit fight takes place as Senate negotiators continue seeking a separate compromise on border security and foreign aid. In that fight, conservatives have accused Democrats of prioritizing policies that would alleviate border bottlenecks by more speedily processing migrants and hiding and housing those already here instead of deterring future migration in an election year ploy to obscure the severity of the border crisis and show action even if contrary to American interest. Johnson implicated, or excuse me, indicated Wednesday that he would move the bill later in the evening under suspension of the rules. Um, Johnson is signaling a new normal for suspension votes that could sidestep opposition in his own party. Only weeks ago, he suspended the rules to move another consequential piece of legislation, um, a continuing resolution which extended government funding levels and priorities enacted in December of 2022 by Pelosi and Cuck Schumer during a lame duck session. The bill enjoyed overwhelming Democrat support. Johnson secured majority Republican support of the bill by only one vote, garnering 107 in support over 106 no's. But Breitbart News learned that Johnson secured a last-minute switch to yes in order to achieve a majority. Conference rules adopted by House Republicans at the beginning of the Congress require majority support from Republicans for a speaker to advance legislation. In addition to concerns over the child tax credit, a group of New York members have spearheaded opposition from Republicans from high-tax states over the state and local tax deduction cap. The group has continued working to hash out a compromise with Johnson in the hours leading up to the vote. In a tight contest, their vote might be necessary for Johnson to get two-thirds support. Despite the criticisms within his party, Johnson has touted the bill, calling it important bipartisan, bipartisan legislation to revive conservative 
pro-growth tax reform. Oh, you snake. Yet significant conservative opposition to the bill exists. Richard Stern, director of Heritage Foundation's Herman Center for the federal budget and a former budget staffer to Johnson, told Breitbart the bill is a Trojan horse to expand welfare programs, including those that go to illegals. Most of the bill is an increase in spending and subsidies, not tax relief. 91.5% is what is being labeled as middle-class tax cuts are actually going to a dramatic expansion of the welfare state. Further, the bill will create at least $155 billion in new federal deficits that will drive inflation and mortgage rates even higher. This is a reckless and fiscally irresponsible measure that will burden hardworking American families. In a sign that the vote will be close, staff for the Ways and Means Committee, which recommended the bill only days before Johnson scheduled a vote, encouraged committee members to cast their vote as soon as the vote opened. As a show of force, in an email to the committee's GOP member staffs obtained by Breitbart, a staffer uh, told members they need to light up the board with green as quickly as possible. We know it's probably when members are coming back from dinner, but if they can prioritize voting in the early tally, it would be appreciated by the chairman. Smith, who negotiated the deal with Senate Finance Chairman Ron Wyden and the bill's other proponents argue that changes to the bill could endanger the bill's passage in the Senate, but Republican uh, Republicans who oppose the legislation question why Johnson is prioritizing a bill with bad policies unsupported by conservatives that would hand the unpopular Biden a rare election year win. Because the reason is because Republicans' job is to hold our heads still while the Democrats sharpen their swords to cut our heads off. Um, this is fucking crazy, but not surprised. So when you have a completely out of control Democrat party and out of control, illegitimate Biden regime who are locking up their political opponents in mass, who are also, um, um, kicking their opponents off the ballots over bullshit, you're going to get stuff like this. Oregon Supreme Court blocks pro-life Republicans from the re-election ballot. Using the courts to bar candidates from the ballot is the Democrats' favorite tactic in 2024, it would appear. The Oregon Supreme Court has ruled 10 Republican state senators who staged a legislative walkout to block Democrats from passing radical abortion, tranny and gun legislation are ineligible to run for office. Insane. Insane. Ten Oregon state senators were officially blocked from seeking re-election by the state Supreme Court on Thursday, a punishment for the six-week walkout they staged last year, denying the state Senate quorum and blocking Democrats from taking the already left-wing state completely off the rails. The ruling comes in the form of an affirmation of a decision by Oregon's Democrat Secretary of State, LaVon Griffaldi, who says the walkout violated an Oregon law about legislative work absences. The law itself, however, only came about in 2022 for the express purpose of kicking unruly Republicans out of the legislature and stripping their uh, voters of their voices after Republican lawmakers had led previous similar walkout campaigns. Contrast the happenings in Oregon's with the celebrity treatment that Texas Democrats received in 2021 when they bolted the state entirely, not just the state capitol, to block Republicans from passing election integrity. 
The walkout lasted 38 days, after which enough Democrats had trickled back into work that the legislature reached quorum and was ultimately able to pass the legislation. But while they were gone, they were hailed as heroes and were invited to meet with Kamala Harris in D.C. Not a single one of those legislators have been barred from seeking re-election over their political stunt. Notably, every single member of the Oregon Supreme Court was appointed by one of two Democrat governors, Kate Brown or uh, Tin Kotek, both of whom, whom, of course, identify as LGBT. An interesting piece of the story when it's considered that blocking the transgender mutilation of children is part of the reason the 10 state Senate Republicans are being kicked off the ballot. The all-Democrat appointee makeup of the Oregon Supreme Court resembles that of Colorado Supreme Court, which is exclusively comprised of Democrat appointees, and recently moved to unconstitutionally block Donald Trump from the ballot. So there we go. Utterly disgusting AIDS commies. Hopefully they get put in prison over this. They're not going to, but that's what they deserve. But yeah, this is... uh, Now, I will say they are providing uh, the blueprint on how to marginalize them. So you just ultimately have to get control, which is the difficult part. So we'll see, but disgraceful as usual. Um, Here's also more disgrace. Uh, 154 Democrats oppose new criminal penalties for illegal aliens that lead border agents on high-speed chases. They want criminals. They want criminals. A majority of House Democrats voted against legislation this week that would impose criminal penalties for illegal aliens that led Border Patrol agents on high-speed chases. On Tuesday, just 56 House Democrats joined 215 House Republicans to pass the Agent Raul Gonzalez Officer Safety Act, which would establish new criminal penalties for illegal aliens and others driving vehicles who try to evade Border Patrol agents within 100 miles of the border. We appreciate House Republicans' efforts to secure our lawless and chaotic border, um, said the National Border Patrol Council. The legislation established a new criminal penalty, a mandatory minimum prison sentence for those who cause death or serious injury to a Border Patrol agent. Illegal aliens convicted of the crime uh, would be ineligible to claim asylum and are deported from the U.S. A total, well, probably not anymore, a total of 154... Uh, Democrats voted against the legislation, including parties' leadership like 7IQ, Hakeem Jeffries, and uh, Catherine Clark. The legislation was named after Raul Humberto Gonzalez Jr., a father of two, who was killed in December of 2022 while being led on a high-speed chase by a group of Zerg that were crossing the border. Amazing. Utterly amazing. Now we have, actually, there's more, um, hold on a second, before we get to that, where is the, uh, there's one in um, the New York one. Yeah, let's get to this. This is insane, but not surprising. Group of Zerg pummel NYPD officers get released without bail. (laughs) Two NYPD officers were beaten by uh, uh, two Zerg near Times Square last week. As uh, video footage showed the policemen struggling on the ground with the perpetrators, the officers told the group of Zerg who were loitering in the street to move along at 8.30 p.m. Moments later, a fight broke out that saw the Zerg gang up on the two policemen. Video footage shared by the NYPD shows the officers attempting to arrest one of the Zerg as others kicked and punched the officers in the head. Four Zerg were eventually apprehended. Uh, All four were reportedly released without bail. Amazing. Uh, 
Police sources told the Post that the fifth suspect was arrested Monday night and charged with attempted assault of the police officer. The two officers suffered minor injuries. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office said it's reviewing the footage and investigating. They're probably going to drop the charges, I, I, would, uh, I would expect. Now, this is interesting. I think it's just talk. Aids Commie Governor Kathy Hockel addressed the footage of the Zurich attacking NYPD officers, said deportation should be looked at. Aids Commie Governor Hockel weighed in on the shocking footage that showed multiple Zergs uh, pummeling two NYPD officers last weekend, suggesting that deportation is on the table. Five Zerg were arrested on charges of assaulting a police officer. Hockel said, I think that's something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth checking into. These are law enforcement officers who should never be under any circumstances subjected to physical assault. It's wrong on all accounts, and I'm looking to judges and prosecutors to do the right thing. Well, you stupid bitch, they're not going to do the right thing. Uh, and you've helped put them in a position to not do the right thing. So I don't expect anything to happen, but uh, insane. Totally insane. And now we have the wonders of assimilation. Excuse me, not assimilation, of... Uh, the hell is it called? Diversity. The wonders of diversity. Diversity being your strength. Nine injured in London corrosive substance. That's acid attack, including children. Oh, who wouldn't want this in their country? Nine people, including two children, were injured in a uh, acid attack in London with several of those hurt having been rushed uh, to the aid of the original victims. An investigation is underway after a Suspected corrosive substance was thrown just yards from Clapham Common, an upmarket London neighborhood in Lambeth, injuring several people. A woman and two children were taken to the hospital. Three people who rushed to their aid were also hospitalized with injuries. In addition, three police officers responding to the scene were also injured by the substance. A police statement notes that the man was seen fleeing the scene after the horrific incident and is being sought in connection with the attack. London Assembly member... Uh, Marina Ahmad said there has been a traffic collision with a man assaulting occupants in a car and throwing acid. Victims include children. Oh, who wouldn't want to bring this into their country? Who doesn't want acid attacks? Oh, man. The apparent acid attack is just the latest as the city weathers a surge in violent crime. Um, so there we go. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, let's see. One second. Let's see if there's anything else. We got... Uh, Terror groups evacuate their positions after the Biden regime tips them off to their plans. Oh, that's intelligent. Uh, Iran-backed terrorists responsible for murdering three U.S. soldiers and injuring dozens more in an attack over the weekend have started to evacuate their bases after Joe Biden leaked to the media that they're gearing up to respond by carrying out a sustained bombing campaign. What, what a regime. News comes after NBC reported Wednesday the U.S. retaliatory strikes would be a campaign that lasts weeks. The officials went as far as to say the U.S. would target Iranian targets outside Iran, and the campaign would involve both strikes and cyber operations. What an amazing regime this is. There you go. Um, I don't think... Uh, I don't really give a shit about this. Uh, Bud Light is hiring Shane Gillis. Okay, I don't care. Fuck Bud Light. Um, a lot of this could be resolved. It's not working. Their sales are still drastically down, so they're turning to Shane Gillis. You, you haven't apologized. That's the first step. You're never going to do that. Fuck Bud Light. Who cares? 
and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Federal judge, this is actually good news. Federal judge rules California cannot require residents to pass a background check to buy bullets. U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez ruled against California's stringent ammunition purchase laws, effectively removing the requirement for residents to undergo the finance and finance a background check with each bullet purchase. The ruling takes effect immediately and challenges the state's unique position on ammunition control. Fantastic. Uh, Benitez criticized California's automated background check system and claimed it had a rejection rate of 11%. Um, California Attorney General Rob Bonta advocating for a delay in the ruling's implementation to facilitate an appeal highlighted the risk to public safety. Go fuck yourself. He said, we will not stop in our efforts to protect safety in communities. You're not protecting people. You're preventing people from protecting themselves, you filthy AIDS commie. Um, yeah, this is not surprising at all. Capitol Police say no, uh, no charges for the faggots who were fucking each other in the ass in the Senate office building. No charges. No crime has been committed. If you are a leftist homosexual, you are allowed to fuck each other in the ass wherever you want. If you are a conservative and you sing a song or say a prayer near an abortion clinic, you're going to jail for 11 years. United States Capitol Police said Thursday they will not charge the faggots involved in the butt-fucking at the Senate office building. Explicit leaked video obtained by the Daily Caller in December appears to show two men fucking each other in the ass. USCP says they will not charge anyone in the sex video incident in the Capitol. The state or the Senate hearing room. The statement noted the staffer who has resigned exercised his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and refuse to talk. Um... For now, we're closing the investigation into the facts and circumstances surrounding the sex video. After consulting with federal and local prosecutors, as well as doing comprehensive investigation and review of possible charges, it was determined, despite a likely violation of congressional policy, there's currently no evidence that a crime was committed. Yeah, no evidence, no indecent exposure. It's totally fine. You can just fuck a man in the ass as long as you're a leftist. You can fuck a man in the ass anywhere you want, and, and, and there's no problem. No problem at all. Utterly unsurprising. So there you go. Well, you know, leftist homosexuals are a protected class of people. Now, this is insane. The veteran who smashed the satanic statue in Iowa is charged with a federal hate crime. Five years. See, this is why a line has to be, has to be drawn, and, I, and I'm fine with the Christians drawing that line. Fuck this. Get this out of the Capitol. Fuck you. I don't care. Okay? We were sold on the idea that everyone gets to put their shit in, in, in wherever. So the Christians can put their shit in there. The Jews can put their shit in there. The Muslims can put their shit in there. The Satanists can put their shit in there. And as soon as that was agreed to, the AIDS commies started removing the Christian shit. Okay? So how about fuck you, the deal's off. You and your shit has to go. And your whole, well, what about, blah, blah. fuck you is what I say. Kiss my ass. Go fuck yourself. Get your satanic bullshit out of here. Fucking AIDS commie. Don't care. Do not fucking care. Michael Cassidy, a 35-year-old Navy veteran, was charged with a hate crime on Tuesday after he admitted to beheading a satanic statue that was on display at the Iowa State Capitol building last month. Cassidy, a Christian who lives in Mississippi and previously ran for a seat, 
was arrested and charged with fourth degree criminal mischief after the beheading of the statue. Court documents now say the damage done to the statue would cost between 750 and 1500 to repair. Fuck that statue. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Keep that shit out of the public. Go fuck yourself. This is a Christian nation for the sake of order. I'm not a Christian. Simply for the sake of order. That's all. Now, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying this is my position. You don't have to agree with it. No problem. Maybe the people that don't agree with me have a better idea of how to resolve this problem. And maybe they'll implement it and it'll work. And I'll say, you know, those people, they really had it figured out. I was wrong. I was wrong. I retract my position. They fixed the problem. The commies are gone. Wonderful guys. I'm so glad they did that. Um, so if that happens, that's what I'll do. But for right now, fuck these people. Uh, look, what's been made clear is you have to enforce your will on the commies. I don't like that it's like that. I think it's unfortunate. I think it could get out of hand. It could get out of hand. You have to enforce your will against the commies. They're going to appeal to your decency, to your principles. You should laugh in their face and crush them when they do that. Again, politically, legally, and humanely, of course. So... When they say, what about my statue? Fuck your fucking statue. Get it out of here. That's all. That's it. That's it. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that's my position. That's all. That's all. I've had enough. I've said it before. I've had enough. Fuck these people. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway. Um, the Satanic Temple of Iowa had received permission from the state. That's the problem. They shouldn't get permission. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Shortly after the incident, Cassidy explained why he decided to destroy it. I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged. My conscience is held captive to the word of God, not to bureaucratic decree, so I acted. So I don't, you know, blasphemy. It's blasphemous to, to Christians. I understand that. That, that, does, that argument, I'm not really swayed by it, but that's okay. My argument is they're deliberately fucking with us and they're commies. Okay, so fuck commies. Fuck all commie bullshit. Get it out of here. Okay? And... If you are able, if, you, if you're on the same page as me, but it's for religious reasons, no problem. That's fine. I don't care. It is blasphemous. Like, yeah, they're telling your God to fuck off. And so you said, fuck that, and you destroyed their statue. Good. That's good. I'm glad to see that. Now, again, follow the rules and regulations of your municipality. But in this instance, I don't give a fuck about these goddamn statues. Fuck these statues. These people have taken down glorious statues in our country uh, of great men that helped build the country. And that that's unacceptable. So I'm going to give a fuck about their statues? No, I'm not going to give a fuck about their statues. <clears throat> the only statue that came down that I enjoyed is the one that hit that fucking commie in the head. Anyway, the world may tell... They should put that statue back up, though. But that was kind of funny. The world may tell Christians to submissively accept the legitimization of Satan, but none of the founders would have considered government sanction of satanic altars inside Capitol buildings as protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, you got to draw the line. I think you should draw the line at Satan. I don't think Satan's real, but you got to draw the line at Satan. I I'm on board with that. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I agree. I agree with the Christians. Just for different reasons, though. And uh, by the way, maybe I will regret this decision and I'll be like, oh, I can't believe the Christians. They've made it so crazy. I just, you know, I'd, I, I want to see that play out. Like, what, what would my threshold be to then oppose it and be good with the comment? I just don't see how, but you, know, you, never, you never know. You never know. As long as you're not coming into my place and fucking with me, I don't care. Just don't fuck with me. 
Um, he said anti-Christian values have been steadily mainstreamed more and more in recent decades, and Christians have largely acted like the proverbial frog in the boiling pot of water. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing. You know, look, look, if they weren't arresting people, I think I'd have a different opinion. But now that it's clear that this is all being used as an agenda to criminalize Christians, which will eventually be used to criminalize everyone else that's, that's a dissident, that's why this must be opposed. That's why I'm opposed to it. Because this is part of the shit that's used to normalize AIDS commie bullshit and to normalize locking people up who oppose it. And uh, that's why it's got it's to gotta go. And fuck you, that's why, is my answer if they say, well, what about this and what about that? Fuck you. Fuck you. Or I'll go, hey, well, that's whataboutism. <laughs> well, I thought you were for... Go fuck yourself, commie. Uh, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds spoke out in opposition to the satanic statue, but urged people to counter the objectionable, uh, objectionable display through more speech. Well, you know what? Um, oh, well. Yeah, that, that was a good idea 10 years ago, but uh, commies decided that they're going to shut down the speech. And so now, now this now this guy's going to give it give it a, a try a different way. That's all. We'll see. It's a minor issue. It's like one statue. It's not that big of a deal. But I like the rebellion. Uh, the rebellion is what I want to see more of. Again, legally, of course. Um, so we'll see what happens. But this guy is facing federal hate crime charges. It's totally insane. Anger erupts after the Biden DOJ targets more pro-life protesters who now face a decade behind bars. Anger erupted online Tuesday following the Biden department's successful prosecution of another six pro-life protesters who now face more than a decade behind bars and hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. Following a protest in 2021, the activists, who were not accused of any violence, were found guilty in a Tennessee courtroom of conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act. The FACE Act is a Clinton-era law that criminalizes the use of force or threats of force that prevent someone from accessing an abortion clinic. But they didn't do any of that. They sung songs, and they prayed. Um... Greg Price says a grand total of zero people have ever been arrested for protesting outside the houses, houses of Supreme Court justices after Roe was overturned, which is a federal crime. But peaceful, peaceful pro-lifers now face 11 years in jail for praying outside an abortion clinic. If you're going along with this, I hope it happens to you. That's all. If you're going along with these people being locked up for 11 years, I hope you're locked up for 11 years. And I don't care for what, because that's what you would deserve. Karma would dictate that. Now, karma doesn't always work. I understand that. Oh, well. You take what you can get, or you can go get a booster. Daily Wire podcast host Matt Walsh blasted the DOJ for the full-on Soviet-style corruption and persecution. He says the U.S. attorney prosecuting the pro-life activists who were just convicted and face 11 years in prison for peacefully protesting outside of a clinic actually argued in court that there's no such thing as a nonviolent crime. Meanwhile, the Biden regime is currently in the process of releasing hundreds of criminals from prison on the basis that their crimes were nonviolent. They're making legal arguments totally arbitrarily depending on the politics of the situation. Yeah, that's why I don't think you're going to beat these people using principles. Again, I could be wrong about that. Full-on Soviet-style corruption and persecution, power and force, getting control of the cudgel, I think is what will work. And maybe that won't work. And maybe I'm wrong. But uh, not trying and just kind of going along with this to be principled. I, don't, I think that's a mistake. Again, legally, politically, and humanely at all times, of course. Um, 
Lives a TikTok says the Biden regime is evil and corrupt to the core. They're jailing pro-lifers for praying and singing. Meanwhile, most BLM and Antifa protesters had their charges dropped. Democrats staged multiple insurrections, taking over state capitals and Democrat-run cities and riddled with crime as they're soft on crime DAs, letting violent criminals go free. The Democrats accuse us of fascism. This is the real fascism. They always accuse us of what they themselves are doing. Yeah, that's one of their main tactics. Uh, so... Mike Lee had a long post about it. We'll see if they do anything. I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot that they can do. I expect them to uh, get a lengthy prison sentences, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, lawmakers and tech CEOs push online age and ID verification proposals during a hearing. As we previously reported, it's something to look out for in 2024. U.S. lawmakers are intent on pushing online ID, age verification, and causing an end to online anonymity despite constitutional concerns. And during the hearing today, tech t CEOs supported proposals that would greatly expand the requirements of online ID verification and erode the ability to use the internet without connecting your online activity to your identity. Ridiculous. Fuck this. Fuck this. Uh, and, and if Elon Musk does this, fuck him. Um... You have to have anonymity on the internet. This is bullshit. They're saying it's for the kids. That's how they're getting their foot in the door. The proposals being pushed during the hearing would represent a dramatic reshaping of the once free and open internet. Instead of the ability to communicate or browse the internet privately being the default, surveillance would become more prevalent and the ability to access many online services would be linked to a digital ID. Fuck that. Now we have this German fact checker that received funding from the government, Facebook, and George Soros, dismisses German farmers as conspiracy theorists. Meanwhile, or excuse me, the expression is you can't make that up to signal the level of absurdity of the situation. Meanwhile, groups calling themselves fact checkers and those bankrolling them keep making things up and becoming used to it aside their work still feels as if you can't, you can't make that up. When names like the Omadire Network, Soros Open Society, and Meta start cropping up in the same sentence, you start believing anything can come out of an alliance of the sort. Here we have yet another supposedly fact-checking effort that turned into a smear campaign against people engaged in lawful, peaceful protests regarding economic, social, and political issues. In this instance, in Germany, there's the economy, and with it, the government has been in serious trouble ever since Germany, for political reasons, cut itself off from affordable gas. That's deliberate sabotage on purpose. Those with the most to lose, such as farmers, have been hit the hardest. One of the recent consequences, though you may not hear about it in legacy media, has been the mass and ongoing farmer protests. At the same time, efforts are underway to ban one of the country's most popular parties, the AFD. Both have been labeled as right-wing conspiracy theorists, COVID misinformationists, and even Russia supporters. And this labeling work is being done by something called Corrective, a group that says it's a news and fact-checking site Corrective gets its money from Omadire, Soros, Meta, but also the current German government. Again, all these people that are doing this need to be arrested. Omadire, Soros, Zuckerberg, jail for all of them. In a report on public, U.S.-based author Greg Bazak goes into the weeds of the situation and shows a beleaguered government resorting to decidedly undemocratic moves and pondering shockingly undemocratic ideas, such as banning political opposition. They're doing this all over the place. Balzac talks about a corrective article that goes after 
farmers as some sort of right-wing menace supposedly spreading not only Russian propaganda and COVID disinformation just because of expressing anger over their businesses becoming unsustainable with the government's fuel and vehicle subsidy cuts. The corrective article does not specify what COVID disinformation the farmers spread, nor does it offer any evidence of ties between the farmers and the Russian government, only that some Twitter accounts that support the farmers wrote posts that coincided with methods of a pro-Russian propaganda network. Totally made up. This is all made up. However, at least for the time being, what left-leaning German politician has described as the stupidest government in Europe is succeeding in keeping its opponents divided by throwing damning and false accusations their way. Completely nuts, but not surprising. Commies are going to commie. All right, so this is good news. I hope it works. BitChute launches PayShoot, a creator monetization feature. BitChute, a free speech video platform, has taken a leap forward with the inauguration of its novel monetization platform, PayShoot. The breakthrough PayShoot system adds a dynamic array of mechanisms and features aimed at helping content creators tap into their earnings ability while forging stronger connections with their audience. The monetization model hinges on subscriptions, paving the way for creators to deliver exclusive material tailored for their dedicated fan base. The platform is designed to give full financial autonomy to the creators who can freely set the description tiers and rates. Notably, PayShoot brings a unique interactive aspect called ChatBomb designed to foster more intimate interactions between creators and their supporters. One of the aspects of the system is the optimal ability, optional ability for viewers to give spontaneous tips or chat bomb content creators. The chat bomb feature is not limited to PayShoot communities. An upgrade on the horizon will integrate into the BitChute live streams. Oh, that would be great. Live streaming on BitChute would be great. Chat bomb questions on live streams will soar to the top of the latest feature. The Rants and Raves chat box, ensuring their timely visibility and response. Financial transactions on the platform occur mainly via PayShoot tokens given to creators through the means of subscriptions, tips, and chat bombs. Acquiring these tokens in batch loads will help users reduce transaction costs while maximizing privacy. The tokens also provide users with the flexibility to reward content creators according to the value and enjoyment they gain from the content. The mastermind uh, is Ray Vahi, and he spoke of his vision of PayShoot, defining it as a vessel that allows creators to escape the constraints of biased funding platforms. With PayShoot, creators have the autonomy to produce content without external influence, ensuring authenticity and alignment with their artistic vision. He stressed BitChute's commitment to upholding a censorship-free platform where free speech and creative freedom flourish and viewed PayShoot as a continuation of their journey. Well, I hope it works, and I hope the live streaming works, and we will see. The first opportunity I have to live stream, I will do that, and I will add it to the list of places that we're live streaming. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it works out. We will see. Okay, let's uh, get to some videos here. One moment. Oh, the speakers are on, I think. Hold on. Yeah, okay. All right, we're going to start out here. What do we got? This is uh, Rachel Maddow's sister is once again pretending that the economy is good. Oh, everything's good. The economy's great, guys. Amazing. I'll be back in a minute. Good evening from New York. I'm Chris Hayes. It is 2024, and the American economy is back, baby. You don't have to take my word for it. As we've been covering for months on this show, there has been and is a a gap, lingering gap between the way the economy is actually performing based on every metric we have, which is incredibly well, 
and the way voters say they feel about the economy, which has been quite pessimistic. It every day brings some new bit of data that demonstrates that the American economy is roaring. Today, it is this chart, which you might call the GDP Olympics. Of all of the most developed economies on Earth, which one do you think is growing the fastest? Well, it's Joe Biden's United States, by a lot. That big green bar at the top is our GDP here in the good old US of A. Do you see how much bigger it is than all the others? The US is literally the best economy in the world. Last year, our economy grew much faster than Japan, the second best economy, more than double the rate of Canada in a distant third. Not only that, but we are projected to blow the competition out of the water again this year. And this is just one data point among many. Wages, in real terms, real wages, the amount of actual purchasing power are rising. Inflation, by some measures, is falling below the Fed's target with an anticipation they may start cutting interest rates. Investment in manufacturing has now set record highs. New business formation, that's people making small businesses, has set record highs. Household wealth has set a record high. And today, amid all this good news, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell got just about as enthusiastic as it is possible for a central banker like him when discussing the state of the U.S. economy. The labor market, 3.7% uh, unemployment indicates that the labor market is strong. We've had just about two years now of, of unemployment under 4%. That hasn't happened in 50 years, so it's a good labor market. And we've seen inflation come down. We've talked about that. So we've got six months of good inflation data and an expectation that there's more to come. So this is, this is, a, this is a good situation, let's be honest. This is, a, this is a good economy. Just to be clear, for a Fed chair, that's the equivalent of stripping off your clothes and twerking for three minutes straight, okay? That's, that's like, that, no one does that, all right? The last three years, the Biden administration has essentially, get this, put us back on track economically in a better spot than if COVID hadn't happened. I want to say that again, okay? As the White House noted a few weeks ago, quote, the level of U.S. real GDP in 2023 even exceeded some pre-pandemic forecasts, including that of the Congressional Budget Office and the IMF. That's right. The economy did better last year than the economic projection showed before the pandemic, before COVID, when nobody knew there would be this cataclysmic event and recession in 2020. Back in 2019, the Congressional Budget Office, for example, thought GDP would grow by an average of 1.7% in 2023. Again, looking out into the future, not knowing there's going to be a pandemic. It actually grew at 2.5%. And speaking of the pandemic, Trump and his supporters often argue it's unfair to compare Biden's economy to Trump's, since, again, COVID tanked the world economy in 2020. But here's the thing. Listen to this, okay? If you ignore 2020... Joe Biden was not president, Donald Trump was, but let's just throw it out, okay? If you ignore 2020, the economy under Biden is still doing better than Trump's was. <laughs> Take away COVID, give him a mulligan. This is, this is desperate cope, desperate cope. Notes. Quote, under Biden from January 2022 to December 2023, employment grew at an average annual rate of 2.4% compared to a 1.5% rate under Trump from January 2017 to February 2020. 
So again, if you bend over backwards to give Donald Trump the most favorable comparison possible, where you completely take him off the hook for the economy tanking under his watch when he was president due to COVID, and you ignore the first year of the Biden presidency when they had the huge boom as the world reopened, take that all off the board, Joe Biden's economy is still whooping Trump's butt. So the question becomes, if the economy How do we spread our lie to as many people as possible because they're not believing us? Doing so well. Why don't voters think it is? And because it isn't. It's a lie. This is North Korea propaganda. I think that's starting to change. There yeah, I'm so sure it is. You juiced up the Michigan report, the uh, consumer sentiment report. Uh, okay, we'll see. But if you don't have a change at the grocery store and at the gas pump, I don't see how this continues to happen. So one thing you got to realize is simple partisanship. Republicans will never give a Democrat. Oh, for it's because you're a bigot. You won't admit it's a good economy because you're a bigot. Economy. And while there's the same thing, vice versa and reverse, it's asymmetric, which is to say Democrats are more willing to give Republicans credit. So here, here's just one example. Oh, it's because Democrats are so virtuous. Just days after the networks called the 2020 election for Joe Biden, there's a poll asking Democrats and Republicans how they felt about the economy going forward. And suddenly, in that red line, Republicans feel very pessimistic about the economy. Democrats start to feel better. This is before Joe Biden was even sworn into office. But if you stay with this graph for a second, one thing I want you to notice there, the drop by Republicans is way more than the gain in Democrats. You see that? Like, Republicans are way more partisan in their view of the economy than Democrats, even though both sides are pretty partisan. So that's one of the things going on. There's a chunk of the population that is never going to give pollsters a positive reaction to a Joe Biden or Democratic economy. But for other folks who not, might not be very partisan... Well, maybe if you show them a good one, they would. ...political, there's just a lag... There is a lag between when the economy starts to improve in the numbers. Yeah, guys, it's a total lag. Don't worry about that. And when people feel it, when they feel more secure, that lag is starting to yeah. go away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see people catch up to reality. You can see it in consumer confidence numbers, oh, yeah. which are improving. Mm -hmm. This is a problem for the Republicans. Oh, yeah, big because time. Because they want the economy to do poorly yeah. under Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Of course. They have an economy that's so fragile and the only reason it's running now is it's running off the fumes of what we did what the trump administration. it's just running off the fumes and when there's a crash i hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because i don't want to be herbert hoover the one president i just don't want to be herbert hoover i mean he kind of was herbert hoover because again he was president in 2020 when the whole thing crashed so he's already that also lindell tv on jan 6. Ah, beautiful touch there. So Trump hasn't gotten his wish with the stock market, even though he's rooting, rooting for it to crash. The stock market is booming. The Dow is setting record highs. The economic recovery is so good that even Fox has to, like, begrudgingly acknowledge it. Now take a look at this headline in the Washington Post. We'll bring it to you again because it was a, a kind of a standout. It says, falling inflation and rising growth gives the U.S. the world's best recovery. Steve Forbes with me this morning. I think the Democrats are going to run with that headline. I mean, they're just going <laughs> to plaster this all over the place. But are they right? Is America, does America now have the best recovery? Well, yes. I'll bet that the next time KJP or the president 
takes any kind of questions of any kind on the economy, that Washington Post article is going to be right there, front and center. We've got the best recovery. And that's a pretty good political slogan in an election year. Yes, also helped by the fact that it is just plainly the truth. <laughs> so it's getting to the point where Republicans can no longer ignore reality, right? Which is why, instead of denigrating the economy, get this, Donald Trump is now trying to take credit for it on social media, like from one day to the next, which of course is- he, That's the stock market, not the whole economy. Nice try, nice little trick there. Anything bad that happens isn't his fault. Well, he deserves credit for anything good under his watch. It's something his press secretary noted when the first full jobs report of the Trump presidency was released. In the past, the president has referred to particular job reports as phony or totally fiction. Does the president believe that this jobs report was accurate and a fair way to measure the economy? Yeah, I, I talked to the president prior to this, uh, and he said to quote him very clearly, they may have been phony in the past, but it's very real now. Haha, <laughs> 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 very funny. Reality doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's good when I say it. it, it when I'm in, in power, it's made up when I'm not, right? That's the whole thing. But this idea that Trump actually deserves credit for the Biden economy is just too ridiculous to reach most people, honestly. Like, some hardcore partisans are gonna be like, yes, it's a Trump <laughs> stock market or whatever ludicrousness. But that's not gonna work for most voters. That is why Republicans are simply trying to just change the subject. Change the subject. They love to talk about kitchen table issues and the price of eggs, all that stuff, like six months ago, now? No, they are reaching for their political safety blanket, which is called immigration. That makes them feel safe when they're talking about immigration. So right now, they are trying to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary, the first time in 150 years to impeach a sitting cabinet secretary, 170 years, because they, get this, disagree with his immigration policy. They think he's not doing a good He's job. sabotaging the country, retard. And they're doing this in hopes that Americans will pay more attention to immigration than the economy. And it's not a crazy idea. There are some signs that might be working. We got some polling out today that indicates that voters are starting to care more about immigration than the economy. Like, oh, the economy's fixed. Oh, well, I don't care about that. But even as Republicans try to get you to chase a shiny object, it's crucial for Democrats and also for just fair-minded journalists and reporters everywhere not to lose sight of the facts. Again, setting aside politics and ideology, just the based on the metrics we have. But you're not doing that. That's you're not putting anything aside. We have a lot of numbers about the economy. It's the thing we measure basically more than anything. Okay. President Biden has done the best job digging the economy out of a deep hole that we have seen since FDR. Joining me now is Stephanie Rule, senior business analyst at NBC News, host of the 11th Hour here on MSNBC, and someone who's been covering the economy a lot on your program. I, I came here because I thought I was getting Jerome Powell stripped down and twerking. <laughs> I did. see none of I that. I played it. That's and you <laughs> just laid out the perv you, you did all the economic news. There's nothing left for me to do. And you delivered me no twerking. So, like, I got nothing. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm right that him saying, I was sort of, I, I couldn't get over huge. that clip. No, no. Because central bankers are very evenly measured. Markets move on adjectives they use. For him to be like, guys. That's huge, right? People measure every twitch of his nose, just like Janet Yellen last week, kind of ran a victory lap. I mean, when it comes to the administration and Janet Yellen doing that, both of these things are huge. Now, 
Jerome Powell is not working for the administration, no. but he is signaling to the markets, yes, that rate cut is likely coming. Not today, because he certainly doesn't want to be too early, but the administration is also realizing, you laid it out, they've got all this great economic data, they need to do a better job messaging this. Yeah. And you said, listen, Trump does such a great job lying about it and convincing people. Democrats need to do a better job talking about it. Look at oil production, Chris. Why aren't we hearing from this White House we have we're producing more oil than we ever have in history? Why? Because they don't want to piss off the oops. They yeah. don't want to anger the far left. Right. Just like oftentimes in economic terms, Democrats should talk about a lot of economic wins. They're often concerned yep. about the people who are left out. And I get that, yep. but they have got to start running a victory lap. Because if they're worried about those people left out, they're going to be real left out if Trump wins. Well, first of all, let me just highlight the oil production. I think, and I might be saying, I don't think that's just we're producing more oil, oil than we ever have. If I'm not mistaken, the U.S. is producing more oil now than any nation on Earth. Correct. And than any nation on Earth has ever produced. Double correct. Okay, I want to say that again. The U.S. is currently producing more oil than any nation on Earth has ever pr produced. Now, if you're someone who's worried about the climate, as I am, you hear that, you go, ugh, that's not great. Here's what I will say. That's true, not great. <clears throat> the theory of the case the Biden administration have is the Ooh, she's looking rough tonight. She's looking rough. sustainable transition is to keep oil prices low. Because when they sp you. spike up, the politics on the issue go bananas. Yes. I think it's a perfectly credible theory of the case, but they have to communicate it. And also, if you're going to put the carbon in the air, which we're doing, you might as well reap the political benefit as opposed to being hush hush about it. Again, this is North Korea levels of propaganda. A hundred percent. In the same breath, after Davos, my head was spinning that you kept hearing more and more CEOs kind of like, open to this idea of Trump. And I'm mad dialing yeah. people like, is this for real? And I learned to- Bitch, it might be inevitable. I'm not saying it's inevitable because there's a long way to go and there's a lot of shit that they could do, but it is possible he gets in there. Things. A, it's, listen, they have to play ball because there's no CEO of a Fortune 500 right. company out there right now who wants to be the next Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, with a politician gunning for them. And they know or Elon Musk, uh, Biden's fucking with him, and he's got corrupt judges fucking with Elon Musk. There's the possibility yep. it could be Trump, and they don't want to be a target. Right. But B, they're also egotistical. Yeah. And they like to be called. Yeah. And President Biden, while he has lots of winning policies, does not parade. No, he doesn't. That's CEOs around the world. And I'm not saying that he should, but they like to get the call. And one of them gave me this line that I thought was really interesting because I was like, look at this data. How can you say he's not pro-business? And he said to me, you can tell a person's priorities based on their schedule. Joe Biden doesn't call us. That, I'm not saying that he should. By the way, that, I'm telling you that's the cycle. That is an amazing anecdote. I also heard an anecdote at the time that Bill, uh, that Joe Biden met Bill Ackman, that big hedge fund guy. This is a And said story. about him, who is this a-hole, which I think is the funniest that's thing I've a, ever uh, heard of. That, that is a story that, that, that was supposed to stay in Vegas, but like all stories, didn't. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that. what you just said is actually really important because part of, so there's two elements to this sort of gap that we've had so far. One of the weird things is, so there's a gap between people self-reporting how they feel about the economy and the numbers. But there's also been this weird gap between people who work, like CEOs. You pull them, they're like all pessimistic. There's gonna be, they got it all wrong. By the way, they were wrong. Like they just were wrong <laughs> about what happened. But you would think that- Again, you covered up a recession. There was a recession and you just redefined what a recession is. They're 
bottom line matters more and they can't afford bias as much as someone further removed. And it does seem to me like that class of folks, the people that watch business television, business reporters, business people are like, Okay, yeah, it's a good economy. Am I right about that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. They have absolutely. finally been like, yes. all right, all It's right. a good economy. Yeah, it's right. a good economy. No, I mean, they're not just shouting from the rooftops, no. this is the best ever. Because remember also, you run a big business right now, what do you have? An empty office building. Right, yeah. Okay? Like it's that. not like... It's, get lonely, too. They do. They get lonely. There's not <laughs> enough employees to everyone? stroke their... Where are these people? <laughs> they're going to be so nice to me all day. Um, this is an issue. You know, they've got a good economy. They're not going to say it is a bad economy. Right. Um, it's a strong one. And you nailed it perfectly. This is exactly why Republicans are pivoting to yes. immigration. But here's the problem. If Republicans keep punting on this immigration deal, Joe Biden's going to show up with the receipts. Yes, totally. And say, I had a deal. Yeah, you wouldn't you sign it. it. The deal doesn't help, stupid bitch. Anyway, hilarious. Now we have the bald Joy Reid. Let's see what she has to say. Ridiculous weeks. The party has put all of their chips behind this man who was found liable for violating Carroll physically and for defaming her. He's accused of falsifying records to silence an adult film star he allegedly had an affair with. His company was found guilty of defrauding New York taxpayers. He's accused of stealing American secrets, carting them off to his mansion in Florida, lying about it to the FBI. Again, made up. And blabbing about those state secrets to anyone who would listen. He stands accused of fomenting a violent coup <laughs> to try and overturn the 2020 yep. election. He and his family took in billions of dollars from countries like Saudi Arabia and China while he was president. And if that's not enough, he delivered the death blow to reproductive rights for every woman in America. That is the resume of the likely Republican nominee. To say that this man is at his moment of maximum legal and electoral peril is an understatement. To make the point even more explicit, Donald John Trump is facing serious repercussions, including financial liquidation and potential time behind bars. But RNC chair Donna Ronna Romney McDaniel and VP wannabe Elise Stefanik are circling the wagons around him anyway. Good. According to Jake Sherman of Punchbowl News, Congresswoman Stefanik, a former George W. Bush staffer and Paul Ryan aide, walked into a closed House Republican meeting waving a Rasmussen poll, which is notoriously right-wing leaning, and proclaimed Trump the winner of the nomination and probably the election, despite Nikki Haley still being in the race, stating Good. that all House Republicans should bend the knee to their emperor. Not what she said. These people are so committed to Trump. He's been able to get two of his super PACs funded by donations from his working class fans to pay for his legal defense to the tune of $50 million, cool. according to two sources who spoke with the New York Times. Oh, well. We talk about this every day. But it's not really surprising that everyone within his party is making his reelection their only priority. Congressional Republicans have completely capitulated to him Good. and given up on their primary professional responsibility, which is delivering tangible things for an evenly divided America. Well, they never do that. That really did elect Joe Biden in 2020. No, they didn't. If they did, you wouldn't have to say it like that. Yet what have House Republicans accomplished with their majority? Well. They've launched an impeachment inquiry into President Good. Biden Excellent. and an investigation of his son. They awesome. heard from witnesses behind closed doors Good. who repeatedly told them that Joe Biden did nothing wrong. That's a total lie. Contradicted the whole premise of their investigation. Utter lie. 
They continue to push their anti-abortion tactics, Good. scrounging for ways to force women in red and blue states to give birth at the state. Again, there's commit. no forcing to give birth. A person, how would, you're going to give birth or you're not going to give birth. The idea that Republicans are like forcing you, like that's ridiculous. And even if they've been victims of incest or rape. And they are all in on scaring their voters about immigration and the southern border. Again, there's no scaring. All you got to do is watch the fucking videos or live in the areas that are being overrun. So again, the migrant crisis and the economy, they think they're just going to gaslight people who are directly affected by either, and they think that's going to help them win? Hilarious. The issue that many say fueled Trump's 2016 election and returned to the 2018 midterms, the 2022 midterms, and the upcoming elections in November. For months, House Republicans have insisted that they could only support aid to Ukraine if it was paired with tougher border security. They've accused Biden of not doing enough. And when he called their bluff and agreed to do more, he didn't. They but he didn't, though. That's ridiculous. Because Donald Trump doesn't want anybody, especially Joe Biden, to sign something that would actually work. But it, it, they know it won't work. It is a total con job. A problem. Speaker Johnson says that whatever the former president wants, he gets. And that includes a long-promised impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Sounds good. The first time in nearly 150 years. Who cares? The House will try to remove a member Great. of the president's cabinet. Cool. Keep going. Remove more. Republicans in the hearing, which is ongoing, are accusing him of dereliction of duty after he spent weeks negotiating a bipartisan immigration deal that House Republicans are rejecting out of hand. Make it make sense, people. Long story short, it's politics. Your own party is sabotaging and undermining this administration's efforts. Good. Fuck this administration. Address the border. Why? They they don't need Congress to address the border. You just enforce the laws already on the books. Go fuck yourself. You are trying to gold man. Peach him by saying that they're not addressing the border. The hypocrisy is the least of it. Your attack on the rule of law and our democracy. If you don't obey the Democrats, and it's an attack on the rule of law and our democracy. Democracy is the worst of it. And you better be careful about the bed that you make. Now the he's threatening. Oh, that's funny. Uh, motherfucker, you need to be careful about the bed you make. Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator votes. That's fucking based. I'm on board completely. Hopefully get the, they get the alligator from the movie Alligator. You ever see that movie? He got this pet alligator. It's like a baby. And something happens. I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And they, the, I think a father, I think a kid had this alligator, a little baby alligator. And a mean father flushed it down the toilet. I think that's what happened. And it went, it was in New York. And it went into the sewers of New York with all the disgusting bullshit and turned into like one of the biggest fucking alligators ever. And it just started eating people. Came up from the ground. Incredible. Hopefully you get some of those in there. That would be great. Bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. Sounds great. That is the Donald Trump great. border plan. Thank you for your this help. Is all about trying to get Donald Trump reelected. Yes. I think another saying uh, appropriately describes what's going on here, and that's just shoveling the same old and calling it sugar. Mm. And that's not what the people Edgy. want us to do. Edgy. 
So edgy. Joining me now is Congressman Robert Garcia of California, member of the House Homeland Security and Oversight Committees, and Matthew Dowd, former Republican strategist and MSNBC senior political analyst. Thank you both for being here. Congressman, I will start with you here at the table. I want to play you one more soundbite. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene explaining why uh, Secretary Mayorkas must be impeached. The claims aren't baseless. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas has willfully broken federal immigration laws. He's also violated his oath of office. We have a record number of children, migrant children, who are lost in this country. Also, he ended many policies. He's paroling people by the millions in mass. That's true. That's insane. Into our country. Instead of coming to Congress, we are the lawmakers. We make the laws. Secretary Mayorkas, on his own, has violated federal immigration law. Your thoughts? Have millions of people been paroled into the yep. United States? What is she talking about? I mean, first, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is insane. And uh, this whole impeachment effort is the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump show. It's been Marjorie Taylor Greene that's... So this guy's a lying bitch. Uh, it is absolutely true. He's pretending that it's not happening. Fuck him. Actually, the one that's filed. Hopefully a bunch of North Africans pay him a visit. Impeachment documents on President Biden and, of course, on, on Secretary Mayorkas. So Actually, he'd probably like it. I, I think he'd like it. All because of her. She's pushing this and she's taking Donald Trump's orders. The truth that people forget is that migration has been going up when the Donald Trump presidency started. In the Bullshit. last year of the Donald Trump presidency, migration increased threefold. And that's because of all the crises happening in Venezuela, sure. in Ecuador, acro across the Southern Hemisphere. And so we do have a challenge at the border. Yeah. Democrats do actually want to solve the issue. That's a blatant lie. The president has proposed solutions. They are not solutions. They are insanity. But Donald Trump is now saying he doesn't want a bill. Good. He doesn't want more. Fuck that bill. He wants to run on it. it. He wants to run on it. He wants to create chaos and dysfunction. Yeah. And we're trying to push back on that. We actually need a solution. He wants none. So you you said that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, is behind the impeachments of President Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. Let me read you some of the other impeachments. Let me know who's doing these besides those two. Uh, there's uh, apparently the Republicans would like to impeach Kamala Harris. Ooh. Uh, they would now like we're talking. Impeach them all. To impeach, uh, uh, of course, uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, Merrick Garland of uh, the DOJ, they'd like to impeach FBI Director Christopher Wray, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Transportation Secretary Sounds Pete Sounds good. That's uh, a good start. This is a good start. Uh, that's a lot of impeachments. Who's, who is it that wants to impeach this entire group of people? And they want to impeach Taylor Swift, even though she's not in, in the government. If they could, <laughs> they could. Clearly. I mean, look, first of all, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is behind, like, most of those. But yeah. this is the far-right MAGA wing that's far taken over right. the Republican Party. I mean, they have essentially been given the keys to the entire clown show, and that's Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's Matt Gates, it's Lauren Boebert, who run the show. Mike Johnson has no ability to control his conference. He knows that. He wants to keep the speakership. Yeah. So he's providing these opportunities for them to get crazy. And that's what they continue is to do. Is it as simple as Donald Trump is mad that he got impeached twice, so he just wants impeachment attached to Joe Absolutely. Biden somehow? I mean, okay. not only does he want an impeachment for Joe Biden, yeah. he wants to create a real election issue. He wants to win. Everything the Republicans do in the House, including yeah. this impeachment effort against the secretary, is all about helping Donald Trump yeah. and hurting Joe Biden. Uh, Matthew, Dad, let me bring you in here, because you live in Texas. Because the, the other side of this is that 
that one of the strategies apparently that Donald Trump has to try to win is to essentially stoke a war between the state of Texas and the federal government. You've had Republican governors essentially daring the federal government to do what the federal government is authorized by the Constitution to do, which is enforce immigration laws. You've got these, you know, barbed wire fences across the Rio Grande because there's water. You can't build a wall. And so they're just putting... You gotta watch out for that Rio Grande. Oh, man. Is that a drink? Barbed wire fences. People are drowning in them. They're saying you can't stop people from drowning. Children are drowning. Well, don't go in the river, retard. This idea that Donald Trump needs an actual civil war to get reelected. Your thoughts as a Texan? Well, well, first of all, I mean, I mean, one of the things I'm amazed at is this is all being led by people that claim they're Christians. That's actually what's mm, amazing to me. The homosexual is going to now talk about Christians not being Christian enough. That put on the mantle of Christianity. I guess they skipped every single passage in the Bible that talks about how we treat immigrants in the course of this. They just forgot all that and they mm -hmm. concentrate on part of the Old Testament that they think is applicable to them. I mean, this is Donald Trump. This is his playbook. We've seen this in the history of our country before. Every time something happens, they want to blame it on somebody else, and it's usually pick the other. It was African-Americans for centuries. It was Latinos for centuries. It was Chinese-Americans for decades. It's Now it's just this new band of, like, let's blame the immigrants for the problems of our country, and therefore we're going to identify somebody that doesn't look like us. The thing that I find interesting in this, all these people for pushing for Texas seceding and becoming a separate country, I think are, are putting on the pause button because they've realized they may lose their Social Security checks <laughs> if they do that in the course of this, which is actually like, whoa, wait, wait a sec, maybe we shouldn't do this. I'm gonna lose the check I get for the federal government every month in the course of this. But this is to me an awful poisonous part of our nation's history that Donald Trump has dug back up and given and given power to, and that is aim, the, aim every one of your problems at an immigrant. Yeah, and, and hope- That's totally made up. You know, let me play for you because the, the way that it's being described, and first of all, I would love for you to explain since, you know, you, you, you know lots of Republicans, why anyone would want to be vice president to Donald Trump when the last vice president, he actually was cool with that guy being hung. But nonetheless, they- Totally made up. Persist. Uh, here's one of the aspirants to that job, that very dangerous job, Tim Scott. And I, I, I just want you all to listen to the way he described the Trump era and why people like him want to get back to it. You know, I saw that all the voters that support uh, Donald Trump supports a return to normalcy as it relates to what affects their kitchen table. The average person in our country, Martha, isn't, they're not talking about lawsuits. As a matter of fact, what I have seen, however, is that the perception that the legal system is being weaponized against Donald Trump is actually increasing his poll numbers. True. So he, he described the Trump era as normalcy, Matthew. And he was being asked if he, why he can support someone who's been adjudicated a sexual assaulter and is, is you know, owes $83.3 million to the person he defamed. Well, I mean, the, the, the fundamental thing, problem here is the complete lack of courage by anybody in the Republican Party. They have to twist themselves into pretzels in order to come up with a rationale of why something applies to Joe Biden or the Democrats but doesn't apply to Donald Trump or the Republicans in the course of this. This is what's amazing to me. And I, I will remind your viewers, Joy, as you know, there are quite a few African-Americans that stood next to George Wallace in the 1960s that he, he brought out to say, oh, no, 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 I'm all good, everything's good. Look at yeah. these guys standing next to me in the course of this. And I think Tim Scott, 
whether it's conscious or not, I think it's conscious. He's consciously allowing that to happen. And he knows the history of the country. He knows yes. what Donald Trump's intentions are in the course of this. But if without courage, any aspiration for fame and fortune and power, yeah. they think something next to Donald Trump's going to get him that. What they haven't realized is that basically all that is taken from them when it doesn't, it's not to Donald Trump's betterment. So that's a threat saying that we're basically going to arrest you or bankrupt you if you uh, become his VP. Indeed. May the ghost of Fannie Lou Hamer haunt him forever. All right. Fuck you, bald bitch. Now let's go to TYT here. Um, this is interesting because it, it seemed like uh, Anna Kasparian pissed off some leftists with her commentary here. You are watching surveillance footage showing five asylum seekers who viciously attacked police officers in <clears throat> New York's Times Square as the cops were attempting to detain an another man. Now the assault happened last Saturday when police attempted to disperse a disorderly group of people. ABC News reports that when officers attempted to place an individual in custody, the suspects began to kick and punch the officers and then they fled the scene. And you know, you can see all of that taking place in the surveillance footage that we just showed you. Now luckily no one was seriously injured and the police were treated on the scene for minor injuries including one person who had um, you know some cuts to his face. Uh, the suspects luckily were later arrested. Uh, the suspects were identified Wednesday as Yorman Reveron, 24 years old, Darwin Andres uh, Gomez, Iskiel, uh, 19 years old, Wilson Jarez, uh, 21, Kelvin Arocha, 19, and then uh, Joan Boada, 22 years old. So they face some charges, including assault on a police officer, disorderly conduct, and gang assault. Now, it is being widely reported now by local news outlets in New York that the individuals who carried out these assaults are actually asylum seekers. The assault took place in front of a migrant shelter. And there have been increasing scuffles with migrants between one another for the most part. But this is the first time that we're seeing surveillance footage of them literally attacking cops and being kind of brazen and emboldened enough to do something like that. One of them already had a criminal criminal record, uh, Reveron uh, has two pending cases in Manhattan for assault and robbery. He allegedly attacked a loss prevention officer at a Macy's department store during an alleged robbery and also allegedly punched and bit a Nordstrom Rack employee in November. Um, I don't wanna get ahead of myself here. Because I have a whole argument that I'm about to make. But let me just say this. Considering the lack of resources for migrants, considering the fact that you have a situation in which there isn't enough shelter and you have migrants sleeping outside, um, can we deport the migrants who are oh. engaging in this kind of behavior? And oh, what a white supremacist. Oh, oh. you know, it, it's a hell of a thing that we're watching that the Biden regime is so insane and so over the top that you're getting uh, inner city black Democrats who are arguing uh, for deportations. And now you have the young Turks arguing for deportations. Isn't that incredible? What a time, what a time this is. And this kind of crime? Like one of them has already gotten arrested twice. Oh. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a shame uh, 
it's a shame you you didn't uh, advocate. Oh, you did advocate for those policies that you're now dealing with in the bed you made for yourself. 